Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of the Jesus Sampler. I'm so happy that you're here. Quick mini introduction if we haven't met. My name is Peyton. I write a blog and do a podcast called, surprise, you guessed it, it's called the Jesus Sampler. That's centered around spreading the good news of Christ to others. Whether you've been looking to grow closer to Jesus, want to start following Christ, are searching for ways to shine your light, looking for deep dives into the Bible, or just want to talk about Jesus for a while, this is the place for you. Welcome to it, and let's go! As always, let's hop into the podcast with some testimony time. Personally, I love testimonies and hearing others' stories of their encounters and moments with Jesus. I think it's always good to share a story with others of what Jesus showed you recently or what he's been doing in your life. And here's the thing, it doesn't even have to be some long speech. You can just say, thank you, Lord, for getting me through this week, or thank you for waking me up this morning, keeping me safe throughout the day, or thank you, Lord, for giving us Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, and Dunkin'. (laughs) That's a joke, by the way. Totally kidding there. Um, Those are my favorite spots, though. But back to my testimony for this episode. So recently, I went to lunch with a friend, and as I was preparing to go to the restaurant, I was thinking about how God opens doors to us to be witnesses for Him, and I was thinking of possible ways that I could maybe insert Jesus into the conversation, but then God spoke, and buddy, what He said was really good. God said, witnessing doesn't always have to be speaking. And I pondered on that and then realized how often Jesus must have sat and listened to others as they spoke about their predicaments. Let's look at a few examples throughout the Bible. He listened to the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. He listened to the Samaritan woman at the well and Mary at the tomb of Lazarus mourning the loss of her brother. But here's the thing. Once they were done speaking, Jesus went into action, changing this scenario altogether. He quieted the waters, told the woman at the well that he was the living water, and raised Lazarus from the dead. My point is, Jesus can move through you without you even saying a word. Just by living your life purely for him and letting your life story be for his glory, he can change the lives around you without a word being said. Now, in this episode, we will be checking out one of God's calls to his followers in the Bible to be salt and light in the world as our sample of Jesus for this episode. As always, we have some words from the Bible coming out of the book of Matthew. Side note, I don't know about you, but when I read books of the Bible, especially, especially stories like in the book of Matthew, it's almost like I have a movie playing in my mind. Like, do you ever visualize Jesus out on the Sea of Galilee just walking on the water or ever put yourself in the shoes of the disciples as they traveled with Jesus? I mean, I read this story and I'm like, y'all literally walked with Jesus physically. You could give him a hug, sit beside him, and chat for a while, have dinner, have lunch, have breakfast, and just be close to him, physically, actually. One word that wraps all of that together for me is epic. There's some pretty great scenes in this book overall that read like a literal movie, and it's a great reminder that the events in the Bible actually happened to real people in real time. Hopefully, I'm not the only one who does that. (laughs) Some pretty cool stuff happens in this story, y'all. And we're only just going to be looking at one example. Highly, highly recommend that you give this book a read. 
So let's head over to the fifth chapter of Matthew verses 13 and 14. Again, that's Matthew 5 verses 13 and 14. If you have a Bible or the Bible app, maybe you just want to listen here. Whatever is more comfortable for you works just fine. Jesus is speaking here and says, quote, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Now, we're going to hit the rewind button a bit to gain some context of the lead up to this moment. What led up to this statement? Well, Jesus has just been tempted by the devil while fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. But spoiler, y'all, he won. Christ overcame not by taking a swing at Satan, although sometimes I totally wish that I could do that, but by using the word against the enemy's schemes. And let me tell you something, the Bible does some significant damage to the devil. If Jesus quoted scripture to the devil himself, it's obvious that this is crucial for us to learn Bible verses and apply them to our lives. After that, we see Jesus' journey to Capernaum, where he begins preaching repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then, it gets better. Jesus began walking by the Sea of Galilee, recruiting some of his disciples. Here on the roster, we have only four of the twelve. So we have Peter, Andrew, James, and John. These are some guys that will go on to leave a legacy for Christ behind for the world to read about. From here, we see Jesus begin healing a great multitude of people, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel. A pretty cool scripture found in the fourth chapter speaks of his fame, meaning Jesus' name, and all the miracles that were being carried out at that time going throughout the land of Syria. So this Jesus who was changing lives was spreading like wildfire, and people were intrigued by him truly. Now, back to the call of salt and light. Let's break it down. Now, this isn't a simple ask of God, but a statement and a bold one at that. You may be asking, what does this even mean? Well, let's look into it a little bit. Salt tends to burn when applied, but it was used as a healing agent. In fact, in researching, I discovered that salt helps in reducing the severity of infection. In other words, we are not Jesus. We are only his disciples. We can do the talking, but Jesus will be the one to save the soul, set free, and heal people. As believers, sharing Jesus with others can help in drawing them out of sin and toward Christ. The pursuit then begins there. Once you have an encounter with Jesus, life will never be the same because you have just encountered the giver of life himself. Jesus has a way of bringing new life to you. Jesus left the grave and now it's time for us to leave ours. The Bible tells us that we are a new creation when we accept Christ as our Savior. My question to us is, why do we so often forget this aspect? Why do we let the enemy talk us down and make us feel small when in reality, we should be making him feel inferior and afraid because the ultimate conqueror lives within us, lives within you, lives within me. Don't forget the God you serve and all the things he did while here on earth in the flesh. So... The other aspect of this call is light. So it's the same way with light. When you turn on the light, darkness has to disappear. The Bible tells us in the first chapter of John, right out of the gate, that when the light shines in the darkness, darkness can never extinguish it. 
Jesus is the light of the world. He calls us to be salt and light. Why? Because that is who he is. And the mission is for us to be more like Christ. Now, the New Living Translation commentary has some pretty good points to add about this topic. A good quote being that, Where there is light, people can find their way and everything is clear. Where there is darkness, they stumble and are lost. And the thing is here, little do the disciple crew know that they will soon be commissioned to share the life of Jesus and his ministry of deliverance and statements. The bottom line, we as disciples are the light of the world, no matter where we are, and the light of Christ must always be visible in us. Now, by being salt and light, we counteract the power of sin. Man, we can really shake up the enemy if we just realize what kind of God we serve. I mean, come on. Jesus walked on water, parted the Red Sea, raised an army of dry bones, and rose from the dead, among many other amazing moments, and those are just some of the highlights. And the great thing is, the good news never runs out. Jesus is still in the business of changing lives. Now, you may be asking the question, how can I be salt and light where I am? I mean, I'm with you there. This call can be pretty daunting, whether you just started walking with the Lord or you've been walking with them for a while. But, have good news. Here are some ways that we as believers can answer God's call and be salt and light to others, no matter where we are. Number one, get to know Jesus by reading the Bible. A good starting place would be one of the Gospels. I recommend the book of John. In order to spread the good news of Christ, we first have to get to know more about him. The more we know, the more compelling we become to others. Number two, keep in contact with Jesus every single day. This can be through prayer, a journal, a playlist of Christian music, or attending small group and church services. Do not let the enemy keep you distracted. Number three, share Christ with others and allow your light to shine. Share your testimony or talk about things you love about Jesus, whether it's in your office, through social media, at a drive-thru, or among fellow believers. Overall, our job is to go out into the world and make disciples. That's a verse paraphrased from the book of Matthew 2, by the way. Jesus had some pretty epic quotes in this story, to say the least. And lastly, I've found that when you start talking about Jesus, it's pretty hard to stop. He has a way of lighting up the mood just by you mentioning his name or a story in the Bible. So, by answering this call Jesus gave us, we can have a positive impact on the world. This doesn't mean we won't have moments of hardship or obstacles. God knew what setbacks we would face even back then when Jesus spoke the scripture. Even Jesus faced hardships during his time. So why do we think our walk will be without challenges? But remember this, just as the word tells us, Jesus overcame the world. And if he did, so can we since he lives in us. Your circumstances will never stay the same, but Jesus does. The word tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, something I've been thinking about lately is that we can find Jesus in all things, in the valley, on the mountain, in the high and low places, and every sunrise and sunset, every part of life points back to him, the giver of life itself. Now, I just got back from a trip to Florida, and let me tell you, beach sunsets are unbeatable. We got to see the most beautiful sunsets there. The colors were amazing, and then paired with the ocean, safe to say I had my phone out taking pictures of the sky nearly every single night. 
I think most of my camera roll is pictures of the sky, honestly. I'm not joking. But as I watched each one, I had a, I had a thought, almost like Jesus snapped his fingers and reminded me that he's everywhere. In fact, we see in the first chapter of Nahum in the Bible that tells us that the clouds, the clouds are the dust of his feet. Now, the thought was this. If God puts that much detail and effort into painting the sky, imagine how much more he must care for us. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus. He cares about everyone. Now, this doesn't mean he tolerates sin. He died on the cross to rescue us from that lifestyle and those choices. He saved us from eternal death and in turn gave us a choice to have eternal life. David penned a psalm, it's 139 if you want to go check it out, that tells of God being all-knowing. In other words, he is infinite. Jesus will never get to a point with you and say, well, that's all there is to know about me. Case closed. There will always be a new point in Christ that we didn't notice before, whether that's through a Bible verse, prayer, or discussion with others. That's the beauty of having a relationship with God. There's never really a dull moment. This relationship with Jesus, this way, is a good one. It's the best thing that will ever happen in your life. I encourage you to get close to him today. And if you don't know Jesus, I hope this podcast can help you in opening your heart up to him and let him in the door. That's the goal, to spread the good news of Jesus to everyone that will listen. So it all comes down to this one question. Will you answer the call or deny it? Let's close the episode out with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and for your word that never fails to amaze us. I thank you for who you are and that you are a constant in my life. Jesus, thank you for meeting us right where we are. Thank you for every little revelation you give us. Help us to answer your call to be salt and light and to spread the good news of the gospel to the world. Let our words and actions point back to you always. Help us to become more like you. Amen. With that, it's time to say goodbye. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time.